Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. I see that God sends a deliverer when the cries are out. And that deliverer that he sent for all of our troubles, for all man's troubles, is Jesus Christ. And that we can point people to him. Hey, you're crying out, you need help. Jesus is the answer. He is the way, right? Jesus said this in John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You want freedom? You're in bondage? Here's the deliverer that God has raised up. It's Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, though, he's not going to die. He's going to live for eternity. If you've ever thought, I don't have the skills to really minister to others, then you're right. None of us do. But with the Father working in us, we can be used to effectively reach the hearts of people. Listen in as Pastor Eric takes us through Judges where the power and might of our God will be evident. Let's join Pastor Eric in the book of Judges, chapter 3, verse 7, for his continuing study entitled, The One We Worship. He's a jealous God. In fact, he's so jealous, he told the children of Israel, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. And he says in Deuteronomy, he says, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath the earth. That pretty much covers everything. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. So God was up front with the people and saying, I don't want you to worship anything else. I don't want you to forget about me. I am God. I want you to worship me. Oh, but Israel didn't get that memo here as they were off doing their own thing. See, the thing is, you guys, God does not share his throne, does not share his throne with anybody or anything. And we as believers need to be careful that we are not forgetting God. And God needs to be included in everything that we do. Everything that we do. He needs to be included in everything. Majesty, what does that mean? He is king. We are his servants. We need to look to him for every order of our life. For every order that he has for our life, we need to go to the king. But it seems like most times, and I've fallen into this, the only time that we seem to need God is during hard times. Remember the children of Israel, what were they really good at, you guys? Crying out during what? Hard times. They were really good at that, and I bet we're pretty good at that. Crying out to the Lord during difficult times? Well, why is it that we think when everything's under control that we don't need to cry out to the Lord anymore? When everything seems to be smooth, the waters are calm, everything's fine, I'm back to normal the emergency's gone, I don't need to dial, and I don't need to reach out to God anymore. Why is that? Well, I really don't know. It's just that, that heart of, we think that we have it under control. I think it comes back down to, we think that we can handle things. Pride? Our prayer life increases when we face difficulty. But why does it cut back in good times? And I'm not saying all believers are like that, 
But there's the, those times where we like, yeah, this is good. Everything's on cruise control, and I, I can cut back on my prayer life. I think those are the times to really be praying and praising God for what he's been doing in our lives. See, if our relationship was just based on bad times, I think and I know we're missing out on so much more. We're missing out on so much more. You know, we cry out, Lord, save us. And he's compassionate and he, he provides the ways out most times. You know, he's faithful and, he's, and he loves us and he cares for us. In fact, he's, he's always given us a way out through Jesus Christ. But if we only look into him during these bad times, if that's what our relationship is based off of, I only come to you and talk to you when bad things are happening. Man, we're missing so much more of God. We're missing so much more of him. Like, he has other qualities besides being savior. He has other qualities. How about he's a friend? He's the prince of peace, the comforter. See, Jesus said in, in John fifteen fifteen, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. This isn't like a, a king that is just ruling you know, mean and just, just not including these people with anything. He just said, hey, whatever my father tells me, I'm going to tell you guys. Because I don't look at you just as servants. I look at you as my, my friend. Friend. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is our friend. And this part of Jesus, I believe, is forgotten by many that we have a friend in Jesus Christ. Now, when you're thinking of friends and friendship, what do you guys do? You can talk for hours about everything. I mean, you could be on the phone, you could be on Facebook, going back, instant messages, bloop, 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 you know that noise? You could be texting, and it's like you're pouring your heart out to your friends. But here we have the greatest friend in the world who has created everything in Jesus Christ who knows all of our issues, he knows how to solve them, and he knows how to comfort you. He is a friend to those who believe in his name. Wow. Now check this picture out, you guys. This is rad. Man, Jesus just kicking back and relaxing on a bench with a, a guy. Does that look like your normal king? Here he, he cares for us, you know, and he, he longs to know what's going on in our lives from even like, what should I do today? I mean, like, why do we think that we can't come to the throne? We can come to the throne because of Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed at Calvary. The veil was torn, you guys. It's okay to talk to God. It's okay to have a relationship with him. That's what he wants. If you're like me, I like to drink coffee with friends. You know, just drink coffee and just hang out. In the hours that you could go by and just drink. You know, I don't know how many countless times I've had in Starbucks where it's like, oh yeah, we'll hang out for 30 minutes and then the next thing I know it's two and a half hours and I just poured out my heart to this person, you know. I'm like, oh man, it was so good to talk to you. But you know what? Even though man is right and visibly in our face, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of our hearts. 
And he knows even more of the details than our closest friends know. That's awesome, isn't it? To know that we have a friend in Jesus. Okay, so the number two thing I want to look at, so Israel forgot about the Lord. Number two thing I want to look at is, where did this power come from that Othiniel got? Where did that come from? See, Othiniel was chosen by God. And Othiniel, like I mentioned earlier, he did not win the battle by his own might, did he? At least it doesn't say that in my translation. It says that God delivered him, that God delivered the king into his hand. See, it reminds me of the verse in Zechariah, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. Friends, family, God has given believers today this power, this power called the Holy Spirit. Check out what Paul said about this. If this doesn't pump you up, it should. It says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Hello? What is that saying to you and me? That the Spirit of the living God indwells in you. That's powerful, you guys. And again, Paul said it to Timothy, that good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. God's Spirit, who God is, and his, his attributes are in you if you believe in the name of the Son of God. If you have that relationship with Jesus Christ. Little old you here in Coolidge, Arizona, have the Holy Spirit the God who created all things is inside of you. He has given you the power. Now, I'm not very charismatic, but I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, like, praise God. That is awesome to know that we have the same power that Othiniel had. That is so wonderful. See, remember that in your day, when you're not able to do something, when you're facing a challenge, remember who dwells inside of you, the Holy Spirit. And you are strengthened by the Spirit, and you are fully capable of doing anything, not by, what, your might, but by the Spirit. Wonderful, right? Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit. God gets the glory. God gets the glory. It's by his spirit. And Othiniel, you guys, had the spirit of the Lord come upon him, and he went out, and he just let God work in his life, and look what happened. He delivered Israel. And then there was rest for 40 years. Oh, but then he died. Okay? So then let's look at verse 12. It says this, And the children of Israel, again, did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they have done evil in the sight of the Lord. Verse 13, Then he gathered to himself the people of Ammon and Amalek, and went and defeated Israel, and took possession of the city of Palms, which is also known as Jericho. Okay? Verse 14, So the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, 18 years. 
Verse 15, but when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer for them, Ehud, the son of Gerar, the Benjamite, and the, uh, a left-handed man, and that comes into play here in, shortly. Uh, by him, the children of Israel sent tribute to Eglon, the king of Moab. Now Ehud made himself a dagger. It was a double-edged and a, a cubit in length and fastened it under his clothes, under his right thigh. So he brought the tribute to Eglon, the king of Moab. Now Eglon was a very fat man. Verse 18. And when he had finished presenting the tribute, he sent away the people who had carried the tribute, but he himself turned back from the stone images that were at Gilgal and said, I have a secret message for you, O king. And he said, Keep silence. And all who attended him went out from him. So Ehud came to him. Now he was sitting upstairs in his cool uh, private chamber. Then Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. So he arose from his seat. Then Ehud reached with his left hand, took the dagger from his right thigh, and thrust it into the, his belly. Even the hilt went in after the blade. And the fat closed over the blade. For he did not draw the dagger out of his belly, and his entrails came out. Wow, what a scene. That is awesome. I just got to say, that is awesome. That is rad. Who needs to watch TV? Read your Bible. Okay, verse 23. Then Ehud went out through the porch and shut the doors, and the upper room behind him and locked them. When he had gone out, Elglon's servants came to look, and their surprise, the doors of the upper room were locked. So they said, he's probably attending to his needs in the cool chamber. Verse 25, so they waited till they were embarrassed, and still he had not opened the door, doors of the upper room. Therefore, they took the key and opened them. There was their master fallen dead on the floor. But Ehud had escaped while they delayed and passed beyond the stone images and escaped to Syria. And it happened when he arrived that he blew the trumpet in the mountains of Ephraim and the children of Israel went down uh, with him from the mountains and he led them. Then he said to them, follow me for the Lord has delivered your enemies, the Moabites, into your hand. So they went down after him, seized the fords of the Jordan leading to Moab and they did not allow anyone to cross over. At that time, they killed about 10,000 men of Moab, all stout men of valor, not a man escaped. So Moab was subdued that day under the hand of Israel, and the land had rest for 80 years. What an amazing story that was. You have a guy named Ehud. He was a left-handed man, and he put his dagger that was about a foot long into his right thigh. He goes and he gives a tribute, which was like, usually like a gift or some kind of money to the king. And he goes... And then they deliver the tribute, and then he goes back with the guys that were with him, but guess where he stopped? At the stones at Gilgal. Do you guys remember the stones at Gilgal? The 12 stones that Joshua placed there to remind Israel what? The power that God had to bring them across the Jordan River. And so Ehud sees these stones, and he's like, all right, see you later, guys. And he goes back to the king and says, I have a message for you, king, a message from God. And then he goes like it, takes his little dagger out, 
bam, right into the guy's belly. And the guy was super fat, and this fat rolled over the thing, and he didn't even pull out his knife. And all of a sudden, his entrails just come out, and he's dead on the floor. And so, like, he locks the doors, he escapes, goes back home, calls out his buddies and say, let's go because God has delivered us from this guy and we're going to go and we're going to take him out. Wow. And Israel just did it. They had faith and they went and they conquered these people. How did they not see the hand of God in that? Well, they did. They rested for 80 years. (laughs) They rested. Now, Ehod remembered the Lord. He saw the stones at Gilgal. He was reminded of what they meant. He was reminded what they meant. And we, for time's sakes, we're not going to read Joshua 4, 20 through 24. You can do that on your own. But that's what they were for in Joshua chapter 4. See, again, though, God is mighty and he delivered his people. He was faithful to them when they put their trust in him when they were following the direction of God's chosen leader at the time, they were faithful. And then God delivered them from the hand of King of Moab. And I see this reoccurring theme with just these two judges that, you know what, we're not successful by our own might, nor by our power, but by the Spirit of God and His power. Peter said this in 1 Peter 5, 6, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Not by our power, guys. Not by our might can we fight. Not that we can go into this world and and proclaim the name of Jesus. We can't do it on our own. We need the Spirit of God to do it. So therefore, we need to humble ourselves because we have no power, but God has power. We might think we have power, but that power is not going to sustain. So, verse 31, Shamgar. Man, I feel like this guy kind of got robbed on the, the details, but this is an amazing thing too. It says this, After him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, uh, who killed 600 men of the Philistines with an ox goad, and he also delivered Israel. Okay. So not much is given about Shamgar. But what is given is what? He killed 600 men of the Philistines with an ox goad. Do you know what an ox goad is? Usually, some of the photos I saw had like a spike on it, and they would drive the cattle with it, right? (laughs) He took this thing, and he killed 600 Philistines with it. Oh, do you think that was by his might? No. No? Kind of fits in with our theme, right? Oh, by God, (laughs) you know? 600 Philistines, you guys, with that tool? Good luck. Amazing. And again, this accomplishment could not be done by man. This was an act by the mighty hand of God. But this verse also tells me that God can use anything to bring a victory. He used an ox goad to kill 600 men. He could use you to change a workplace. You know? He could use uh, sandwiches to change a heart in a park. He could use just simple prayer in a park to change hearts. If he can use an ox goad, he can use whatever he wants. God can use anything for victory. He can use, I was at the college last night and I was able to take some of the sandwiches that we were blessed with there 
And it's amazing to see these kids are like, you, you open up a cooler and it's like a, a, a wave coming out there that says, free food, you know? And these kids just flock and start eating. And then it was an opportunity to share God's word with them. And then to, say, to hear them say, wow, I've never heard the Bible like that before. The Bible really says something like that? Oh, yeah. And it's just reading it? Yes, read your Bibles. It's amazing. I didn't even get to tell him about the story of Ehud, you know, and how he took his knife and lost it in a guy's belly, you know. But God can use pizza. There's ministries in, in Queen Creek where Pastor Sam of Calvary Queen Creek, he takes pizza into the skate parks and he throws out pizzas in a ramada and all of a sudden all these kids come and now kids are giving their lives to Jesus Christ using a $5 hot and ready. Are you kidding me? It's just like God using an ox goad. Modern day though, Little Caesars. <laughs> God can use little bracelets. The bracelets that we have been faithful in doing as a church, you know, to go down to Honduras to share the gospel. These kids get the gospel through a bead. A little bead. Beads. Kids get it. God uses whatever he wants. We just have to be open, available. And remember, remember this, you guys. The harvest is not your responsibility to bring in you are supposed to just be open and willing for God to use you in the harvest and he will do so. Let him bring the crop in and let him use whatever he wants. If, if that means you're a, a hot dog delivery guy, then praise God, whatever. If people are coming to Christ, who cares? And through it all, you guys, I see that God sends a deliverer when the cries are out and that deliverer that he sent for all of our troubles, for all man's troubles, is Jesus Christ. And that we can point people to him. Hey, you're crying out, you need help? Jesus is the answer. He is the way, right? Jesus said this in John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You want freedom? You're in bondage? Here's the deliverer that God has raised up. It's Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, though, he's not going to die. He's going to live for eternity. And then Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Again, pointing that he is God's deliverer. And that right there, my friends, is the key. If there's anything that you remember in the whole night, remember that Jesus Christ is your deliverer. He has freed you from sin. And he paid the penalty for our sins at Calvary. He died willingly for our sins so that we could be set free and have eternal life. That is amazing. And tonight, if you have not accepted that free gift of salvation, what are you waiting for? Your life will never be the same. God will fill your life. Oh, and the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit will come into your life and he will indwell you and then he will say, I've got a big plan for you, son and daughter. Just trust in me. So, if that's you, you just need to pray humbly to the Lord and say, I'm a sinner and I believe that you're the King of Kings. I believe that the song that I sung, Majesty, I believe that, your majesty. Come into my life, be the King of my life, be the Lord of my life. Don't leave here tonight without Him. Just pray. Pastor Eric will continue teaching through the book of Judges the next time you join us. As you've been listening today, perhaps some questions have come to mind. 
If so, we'd like to help. Just email your questions, comments, or prayer requests to info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. We'll be sure to prayerfully respond because it's our desire to help you on your journey as you're seeking to walk with Jesus. You can also post your comments or questions to our Facebook page. Just search on Facebook for Grace to the Hearers Radio and join the conversation. If you can't find a church near you that's teaching through the Bible verse by verse, please let us know. We may be able to help you connect with a Bible study in your area and we'll certainly add you and your community to our prayer list as it's our desire to see God's Word being simply and systematically taught in every community. Again, you can contact us by email at info at gracetothehearers.com or give us a call at 520-723-7047. That's 520-720-7047. And please don't worry if you haven't been able to write this information down. All this information and more is available at our website, gracetothehearers.com. That's gracetothehearers.com. Log on to get to know us better. Join us next time as Pastor Eric continues to proclaim grace to the hearers from the book of Judges. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers.